0: Well, a great win for the Apple Sox in the series opener and their first ever game against the Camaloops North Paws as they defeat them by a 16-4 score on Tuesday night at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. A great start to the series uh, and a relaxing game kind of for once for Wadachi after three straight nail biters against Corvallis. Still a really important one here tonight, but one where the Apple Sox took care of business tonight, taking down Cameloops. They entered tonight. Uh, a spot behind them in terms of overall record on the season but ahead of them in terms of second half record and the Apple Sox will remain in first place in the North Division in the second half with tonight's win. Five runs scored in the second inning seven runs scored in the third one more in the fourth two in the seventh for Wenatchee and then a home run from Brandon Pons in the eighth inning to cap the scoring. Lots to love from this one for the Apple Sox as they pick up the 12 run victory and their ninth game this season in which they have scored double-digit runs in it. So a great win for the Apple Sox to get it started. Quincy Vassar set the tone early. He went four innings, probably could have gone longer, but he had just pitched this past Friday. Kind of a well-deserved day of rest and away for him as he got out of this one a little bit earlier than he probably would have liked to have gone, but four shutout innings, one hit, no walks, no runs, and six strikeouts from the lefty from Brewster. After that, Jean-Luc Shin did allow one run in five innings, but Will Jacobson went the rest of the way, tossing the final four innings in this one, picking up the save as he would close the door on Cameloops in the Apple Sox victory. I'm Joel Norman. We're joined by Apple Sox uh, reliever Will Jacobson who went the final four innings of this one tonight, getting the job done to pick up a save uh, well, technically you do get a save for this one because <laughs> you've tossed over the required final three innings regardless of the score. Have you ever picked up a save this long before?
1: Um, I can say I have. Okay. I've picked up one with five innings, but five innings. this is definitely one to sort of remember.
0: Can we say longest at the collegiate level or was that five one it, also at the collegiate level? Five this last season. Oh, so with Folsom yeah, so, Blake. Yep. Okay. I oh, uh, still a really nice outing for you in this one. The final four innings, just the two runs allowed, five hits, uh, two walks, and three strikeouts. You ha- you've only been in – this was just your third West Coast League outing that you had pitched in, a couple of non-league ones. What was this one like for you? You came out there. Did you kind of figure you were going to go the distance, or was it a matter of, you know, you took care of business in enough innings and you kept, you know, getting the chance to go back out there?
1: Um, I sort of knew that if I stayed ahead of hitters and pounded the zone that I could go the distance. Um. Just had to make sure that I had to keep pounding the zone throughout the game um, and to keep my pitch
0: count low. Yeah, Yeah. and that certainly was the case. You were able to induce a lot of those first pitch swings and uh, pop-ups or or a quick single, and then you got quick outs after that. Uh, What was the key for you in this one? You got a few strikeouts as well. That best inning, I thought, from you had to be that seventh inning where you went one, two, three. What in particular was the thing you think you did the best tonight? I think – The best
1: thing that I did tonight was just getting ahead early on headers. My past outings, I've sort of struggled and got behind in the count early, and so today I just sort of focused on getting strike one and then going straight for strike two.
0: What's a big thing you do? We're chatting with Will Jacobson after his four-inning save and when Angie's 16-4 win over Camelibs. What's a big thing you like to do, like let's say tomorrow? You just pitched. You're looking back at your outing from the night before. What do you do to kind of – reflect in a way and prepare for the next one
1: um tomorrow i'll probably do a short box in the bullpen just sort of get a game-like feel still um not super high intent um mainly a rest day though uh make sure to get good sleep tonight yeah. uh ice uh, ice the arm probably eat enough too right after eat four enough, innings exactly <laughs> on yes. the bump,
0: get enough protein hydrate absolutely especially with how hot out it yeah. is as well uh Will, what did this win mean for you guys? Uh, Obviously, you didn't pitch over the weekend against Corvallis, but I'm sure you were pretty into every game with how fun those ones were. What did this mean, having a game where you could kind of breathe a little bit?
1: Um, It was very nice. Uh, Also, um, especially in this series where we're sort of neck and neck for who's going to sort of move on into the playoffs with Kamloops. So. Um, it's sort of the decider in this series, and taking game one, I think, helps us out a lot. A huge start, and your
0: effort tonight was a big part of it. Thanks for joining us here on the postgame Show. That was Will Jacobson joining us, and now we're going to be joined in a moment here by Adam Fossil, who I was just mentioning a moment ago before he came on air that this was a heck of an opportunity for him tonight to maybe potentially hit for the cycle in this one. Adam, you said you were thinking about it, you know, those first three at-bats, two singles, triple, you know, we're in the fourth thing at that point, and then a hit-by-pitch later on, yep. and then a foul fly. But regardless, what did that mean for you to have a big night like this at home?
2: Uh, it was just good, you know, getting comfortable in the box and, you know, just not thinking and just kind of just taking what the pitches were giving me. Um, just, you know, really no, uh, no approach other than just, you know, seeing
0: something over the plate and swinging. I believe you've re- taken the new team RBI lead, by the way. I think you passed Iva up with three runs driven in tonight. But the one thing I, I thought was really cool with you tonight – uh, in this one you had kind of struggled at home this season I don't know yeah, how yeah. you had known that first 12 games at home 192 batting average on the road you rank 328 yeah. <laughs> in 18 road games what do you think is what What did that mean because you had to know that you've struggled a bit yeah. at home what did it mean to have a good night like this in front of the home crowd um
2: you know it was it was pretty cool I haven't really you know had multi-hit games so at home so like you said um you know, it's just tough, you know, if you don't get a hit in that first at-bat, you kind of got to d- uh, deal with, you know, the shadows in the middle mm-hmm. of the innings. So um, if a guy's throwing good, good breakers and, you know, tunneling his fastball well in the middle innings, it's pretty tough to hit here because, you know, you can't really pick up the spin with that, with that awkward lighting. So um, tonight that w- wasn't really an issue. Um, saw some straight
0: stuff and, you know, got some hits. You guys have scored double-digit runs in nine games now this season. What is it with this offense? What is the key that gets you guys going?
2: Uh, I think, you know, just once we get a couple knocks, it kind of just, you know, contagious and everyone kind of just feeds off each other and honestly tries to one up another like one another. You know, we're kind of, you know, talking crap in the dugout to each other. And, you know, it's always a fun time. Um, Every every game with these guys, everybody's cool. Everyone gets along. It's it's always a, you know, a fun, fun day
0: when we're taking the field. You were talking a moment ago about how important it was for you to get a hit your first time up. You were in that tough spot where you were batting in the second inning. It's kind of when those shadows are really yeah. starting to be an issue for a night game. What does that do for your confidence when you get a hit that first time up, and then you step in the second time and kind of know, I can hit this guy?
2: It's awesome. You know, you're kind of just playing with house money at that point. Um, you kind of just hope at that point that he doesn't get shelled too much so you can see him again. Um but yeah, no, definitely getting getting a knock your first AB just in, in any situation is always nice. Um you, can, you know. You know, when you hit for a high average, you got to you got to get multi-hit games. So if you get the first one out early, it makes it easier, you know. So
0: Absolutely. We're chatting with Adam Fossil after tonight's Apple Sox win when they defeat Cameloo 16 to 4. I asked Will about this, but I'm going to ask you the same. Three tight games, fun games with Corvallis. Obviously yeah. not the way you guys wanted the series to go, but a fun series, just high-quality baseball all around. But what did it mean to kind of have a night like this, where you could breathe a little bit more, where you could relax after you guys got things done a little bit early on? Um, It's nice that you know when you realize you're
2: probably have a probably gonna win the game. You know when you're up that early, but it it honestly gets a little bit boring. You know, (laughs) yeah. You know, there's always guys out there kind of lobbying for pitchers to get some at bats when it gets really ugly. I was trying to get Putnam to go out and left for me in that in the (laughs) in the last half of the inning, so it kind of turns into who can who can you know take off the take off the jersey and kind of just chill, watch watch the pitchers play. Um, but, you know, close games are fun, and, and obviously winning's fun too, whether it's a, a big one or a close one.
0: Absolutely. And this was a fun one for you guys tonight. What do you have to do tomorrow to take the series? Um, we just got to show up, um,
2: same intensity, just, you know, start from the first inning, and I think we'll be just fine. Awesome.
0: Well, Adam, thanks for joining us. Great night for you. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yep. What a huge win for Wedanche in the series opener as now they have a chance to take the series with a game a victory coming up on potentially Wednesday or Thursday. Obviously, they'd love to take all three if they can, but uh, getting off to the right type of start tonight with the 16-4 to triumph. We're now joined by the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, here on the postgame show. And Mitch, uh, nice. To, I, I said this to Adam and Will when they came up before, nice to have a night where you can kind of relax midway through. You don't have to play chess late innings or extra innings, but... What did this mean for you guys tonight to get this win? It was important to come out with a strong effort against a team who's right there with you in the division, and you guys did exactly that.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, really, really happy with the way we started this game. It felt like uh, we had more energy from the very beginning, first pitch on, you know, Quincy going out there three up, three down, and and then our lineup really, really starting hot, um, just putting good swings on the ball all night. and. Um, that was huge for us to get an early lead like that and kind of save some of our bullpen arms and um, get some guys some work that needed it. Um, and so, yeah, huge overall for for going into a big series for us. You've
0: got a big one again tomorrow. This is a team in Kamaloops who they kind of struggled a little bit recently. Started the season 16-11, and 11, but things have been a little bit different for them the last few games now. They've now lost six of their last seven games, and they won last night, but now they come here and they lose. Just kind of a team in a spot. It felt like you guys were kind of – and I said this about your team. I think you do this too. You, you kind of can smell blood sometimes. You guys are kind of sharks out there. When you see mm. a team is struggling, you really step on them. Was that something here tonight where it was kind of like – you didn't get run in that first inning, but then it was kind of like I think we've got enough time to figure this one out.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you're at home and, you know, you know the other team is traveling and has bounced around. I think they were in Port Angeles last night, and then they're in Wenatchee the next day. It's um – um it's important really early on for us to just to have that energy and go get them early and get a, get a lead. And, uh, and our team just, it's been like that all year. We, if we strike first and we get up early, it's like these guys just get into a rhythm and um, one through nine, just see the ball well. And um, so, yeah.
0: Nine times this year, you guys have scored double digit runs. What's the simplest key for this offensive success and the simplest way you can put it?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, honestly, I don't know if there is a simple key to it. I think it's just uh, hitting is contagious. We, we get off to a good start and see other guys succeed, and this team just really enjoys everyone around them. Um, you know, they build off each other's success, not just their own, and um, they enjoy coming to the yard every day, and, you know, we, that, that uh, is a recipe for having good nights, you know, guys worrying about uh, other people other than themselves.
0: It sure helps when that's the case, and you can make some substitutions in there. It, boy, I mean, that one spot in the order, the fifth hole, didn't record it out until the eighth inning. Up to that <laughs> point, everyone who had been there, whether it was Cole Miller or Corey Giro had reached base, and it does seem like that's been the case with this team. You guys have loved these crooked innings where a couple guys get a few hits, and again, you hit a home run tonight, but that wasn't until the eighth inning. I think that, and you might agree with me, I think this is just such a complete offense and that they can do just about anything. There's a ton of guys who can hit home runs, but sometimes all they do is hit a ball the opposite way. And I think that's what this team has needed this year is that kind of group that can go in and do things like that just depending on what the situation is.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, managing the club, it's... It's a little interesting because you don't you, you really don't want to overmanage a lineup like this. There's times you know we get first and second no outs, and in the back of my head I'm thinking, God, I'd love to just lay down a sack bunt and move these runners. But with the type of offense we got, it's it just like you said, it just seems like we we find a way to have a big inning where we just hang a big number and bury somebody. And um, so you got to kind of keep that in the back of your mind when you're managing guys or a lineup like this. You know, you got to kind of almost play um, play for that big inning.
0: Quincy Vassar, you mentioned him
3: a little bit earlier, four innings of
0: scoreless ball, one hit, six strikeouts, no walks. He had just pitched this past Friday. Was the plan all along pretty much to get about four innings out of him today, or was it maybe, depending on how the game was going to go, just the right time to pull him tonight?
3: Yeah, no, we uh, <laughs> we had no intention of pulling him four innings in. Okay. We, uh, we were expecting to ride him um, and him get a full start, as he usually does. Um, and then you know, our lineup came out and, and started putting up number after number. And um, we kind of built, I think it was a 10 or 11 run lead right there. And we thought, hey, you know, we, we've got a lot of different arms who are, have been in and out this summer. And we got a lot of guys leaving this week. And we thought, hey, man, we, we should probably get him out and see if we can bounce him back. So we're, we're probably going to roll with him Sunday at Walla Walla. So um, just to try to keep his pitch count low and get him out and, and have him bounce back again and give us a quality start uh, this weekend. You
0: guys had the off day yesterday, but this begins a really busy stretch for you guys. As looking at the schedule, you, after next Monday, do not have another off day until the season ends. This yep. is kind of the, the dog days, the stretch run, all of it combined all at once. How important is it to be able to, one, start off a busy stretch like this, and two, maintain the stamina of the group as the temperatures do rise and as you know, fatigue is going to set in?
3: Yeah, I honestly, I think the biggest thing with keeping these guys around and – Um, keeping this thing rolling is just that these guys are having fun right now. These guys are enjoying coming to the yard every day. And us as coaches, we love being a part of this group. Um, you know, the Joe Ichiro's, the Ezra's, the, everybody on this team right now is just having fun with enjoying other people's success. And that's what makes a great team. Um, guys are really unselfish right now, not worried about themselves, but um, just trying to keep this thing rolling and, and seeing others succeed. So it's, it's been fun. I think this that's going to keep this group together, and that's what's going to kind of be our MO going forward as we play for each other. And, uh, and that's what wins those games
0: looking at how the standings are right now, it really feels like unless something just completely changes over the final two and a half weeks, it really looks like Kamloops is going to be the first round opponent. Again, can still changed. Kelowna, Victoria very much still in the mix as well. Both for the second half spot. But how important is it this is the first time you're going to see them over the next week and a half uh, of total six games against them. How important if you are to face them would it be to be playing the first round of the postseason with home field advantage?
3: Yeah, that's Oh man, that'd be ideal to be, you know, have a couple home games here at Paul Thomas. But um, that's just too far off for us to even think about that right now. We're we're, we're so uh, worried about just taking it day by day with this team right here. And and you know, we are looking at the standings. We see that they're in the two spot. And you know, after tonight, I think there'll be a game ahead of us where we could flip that tomorrow and and grab the two seed uh, if we could find a way to win tomorrow. So. We're just taking it one day at a time, one series at a time, um, and just managing it game by game. I think we can get into a little bit of trouble if we look too far ahead. And and like I said, with it, with this team and with this league in general, you know, guys are leaving and departing and new guys come in. And so it's just about taking it every single day and, and finding a way to get a win on that day.
0: You guys did that today with the 16-4 win. A couple runs off of the season high, but still not too bad regardless.
3: <laughs> Mitch, thank
0: you for joining us here tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it, Joel. Prior to Tuesday night's Apple Sox game, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox shortstop Iva Arquette, who was actually selected in the 18th round of the 2022 draft earlier in the day on Tuesday. Give a listen. We're chatting with a I guess the guy who's got some newfound celebrity after the recent news with him. Iva Arquette, who was selected today in the 18th round of the MLB draft by the Arizona Diamondbacks. The first time the Apple Sox have had a guy get picked in, who's been with the team picked in that same season since 2017 so Iva, how exciting is this first off I mean this is what every player dreams of to get their name called at some point what did this mean to you start uh, first starters before we get into the story what did this even mean to you just to get picked this year
4: oh yeah um, I just want to say thank you for the D-backs organization you know um, they're really grateful my family and I are really grateful you know and just to think that I got drafted you know and it's unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: How did you find out? Was there a phone call recently? Explain to explain to fans what that call was like when you got it.
4: Yeah, um, you know, um, earlier in the morning today, my advisor texted us. Don't be, don't be alarmed if I get picked, you know, in the later rounds. Um, so. You know, we were just keeping up with the draft tracker and, you know, the 18th round came, the first pick went and then the second pick Yeah. and the 18th round came and then said my name. Anyway, and it was, my family and I were really, really excited. So.
0: And it's really yeah. blown up on social media as well recently, obviously, that's an exciting thing for you from Hawaii doing this, you know, what's that like now, you know, that happens in the middle of a season, obviously, you know, you've probably been on your phone a lot today mm-hmm. though, how are you staying focused for tonight's game, even with all this excitement?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have a definitely important game series coming up, you know, and this is, this is for second place right here, so um, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm just keeping focused for today, so yeah.
0: Chatting with Iva Arcat before today's game between the Apple Sox and the North Boss And Iva, you've been playing pretty busy, we talked about this before, you've been playing pretty much every day for the Apple Sox. Uh, what's that been like? Is it kind of helped you get into a rhythm? You either have a day, you played really well, you can keep it rolling, or you had a tough day, you can kind of bounce back. What's that been like getting that nod every single day?
4: Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, that, that's that's a good thing about summer ball, you know, and playing three game series is, you know, yeah you, you have one tough day and you you have the next day to bounce back, you know, and you can keep definitely keep that rhythm, you know, in the season and just keep going off and growing through your um,
0: well, as you're going throughout, yeah, the, yeah there's exactly, things you're yeah. trying to work on. Yeah. Now, absolutely, I get that. Uh, let's talk about it. the bat's been working really well for you. We've seen you making some adjustments in the field throughout the season as well. Yeah. What are some of your goals for the rest of the summer? We're about a little over halfway through it. What are some things you're still kind of working on the rest of the way?
4: You know, just uh, developing my swing. You know, just getting my timing. Still, you know, just getting more comfortable, consistent with my bat, and just trying to make the routine play in the field. You know, so.
0: That will do it for this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Again, really exciting news with Arquette uh, getting drafted. He, along with three members of the 2019 Apple Sox, were selected in this year's draft. We also saw Brett Gillis go in the ninth round to the Houston Astros. Torrin Montgomery went in the 14th round to the Miami Marlins. And finally, uh, Blake Klassen was selected late by the Washington Nationals. So really cool to have some former and present names on the Apple Sox selected in the draft, and we'll wait to see which ones will end up starting their pro careers. So you can check out full coverage of that over on AppleSox.com, And as I mentioned, that will do it for this edition of the podcast. When Anchi looks to take the series against Kamaloops on Wednesday, and hope to see you at the ballpark. Tickets are available at saferseating.com. But if you can't make it, you can tune in by listening, as always, on the Apple Sox radio network at KCSYFM.com. I'm Joel Norman, and this is the Apple Sox podcast.